we continue our recap of the transfer portal. Next up, the running backs. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. Welcome in to the Wednesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Christian, we're back with you here once again on the show. Hope you're all having a fantastic start to your Wednesday. We continue to roll on our Transfer Portal recap series here on the show. If you missed it, we started this series back on Monday. A little bit of a refresher course of all of the names uh, that have been moving around in the Transfer Portal. It can get a little confusing at times. You don't know where players are. You don't know what teams uh, players have gone to, what, what uh, players' teams have left like uh, where players have left school. You've got a lot of stuff that goes on in the transfer portal. We are here to kind of recap some of the big movement that has occurred at these positions to get you ready uh, for the start of the 2023 season. So we did quarterbacks back on Monday show. You can go back and listen to that. We're going to do a couple of these uh, throughout the course of the next a couple of weeks here on the show. And so today it is the running back group. That is the group that is next up. And we were talking a little bit in the pre-show uh, and Bailey was mentioning that he was looking forward to being reminded of all the guys that he's completely forgot uh, that transferred. And I was mentioning that that is a part of this, right? Is kind of refreshing yourself on the names that you know, that you recognize that are now in new schools. But there's also, I think, an underrated part of this as well, is that there are some guys here on this list that we're talking about that I think are were definitely smaller school guys last year, but are now going to some bigger programs and I think might have the opportunity to really kind of break through on that national scene. And that's fun, too, to kind of get in early on a guy and be like, hey, this guy did pretty well at this school. Now he's going to this school uh, with this coaching staff, replacing this player, and the opportunity is pretty great. We've seen what good running backs can do in this system. Got to keep an eye on, and that's the other part of doing this series too. It allows us to talk about some guys uh, ahead of ahead of time that I think maybe uh, the the uh, casual fan base is maybe sleeping on uh, ahead of the season. And uh, this isn't in any particular order, but the guy that I think I'm most excited about on this list, it's close. There are a couple of guys that I'm really excited about. But I think the guy that I'm most excited about on this list, just because of where this player is going, and we'll start with Marshawn Lloyd going from USC to USC. And you may be, you may be asking yourself, Chris, uh, what do you mean by that? It's kind of a pun. I'm kind of making a joke. He's going from the University of South Carolina, not really known as USC, but they kind of are USC. And he's going to the University of Southern California, uh, the proper USC, uh, with Lincoln Riley, with Caleb Williams. And I have it written down here in my notes. The first thing I have written down here about Marshawn Lloyd, and I'm going to read it verbatim, so I'm looking over at my notes here. How can you not get excited about a guy joining Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley, and the USC offense? And that's where the conversation starts for me. You have a guy who played in 21 games for South Carolina, uh, starting eight of them over the course of his couple years there. Dealt with some injuries, they get an ACL tear. Uh, but 801 yards on 175 carries, 10 touchdowns, also showed uh, some decent skills catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, you look at this guy and you think, I'm going to get him in a Lincoln Riley offense with Caleb Williams as his quarterback. You don't think that there's going to be a glow-up for, for this kid if he can stay healthy and he can stay on the field? This guy that was a four-star recruit out of high school, so it comes with the, the the proper hype, the proper praise coming out of high school, was a very highly touted recruit, and now is going to go join Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley, and the USC offense. I don't know how you don't get on board uh, with him, and you hope he can stay healthy. You hope the injury stops behind him because if it is behind him and he gets to go into this offense – uh, there's going to be a lot of productivity. They got to replace Travis Dye, um, who was the leading rusher for USC a year ago, went in the draft, 
um, you know, were declared for the NFL draft, uh, one professional, so they got to replace him. And I think they're going to ask Marshawn Lloyd to do a lot of the heavy lifting there. And so uh, the guy that I'm probably the most excited about because of the opportunity that he finds himself in. And that's the kind of a theme that you're going to see here throughout this list is there are guys who are going to get great opportunities because they're replacing backs who have moved on to the professional level. Um, but also there are some players on this list who I think are going to be moving from smaller schools to big schools that just are kind of, uh, you know, not recognized um, and maybe underappreciated a little bit. So a couple different uh, buckets that these players fall into, but Marshawn Lloyd, the top of this list for me. Uh, and when I talk about the bucket uh, of players who were at smaller schools and who are now going to get an opportunity to transfer into a bigger school and are going to be able to transfer into a big opportunity, uh, and transfer into a situation where they might be able to make a high-profile name for themselves based on the offense that they're going into. Carson Steele, going from Ball State to UCLA, certainly fits that bill for me. Uh, this is a guy that in 2022, 1,556 yards on the ground, 14 touchdowns, was top 10 in all of FBS in yards. That's how good Carson Steele was among runners in 2023, in 2022. was top 10 among running backs in terms of yardage in 2022. And now he's going into this UCLA team that needs a Zach Charbonnet replacement. So there's opportunity there for Carson Steele. And so you put up these numbers at Ball State where you're a top 10 runner in all of college football, and you do it at Ball State. Now you get to transfer into UCLA. You get to transfer into the Chip Kelly system, transfer into that offense, transfer into a situation where they got to replace Zach Charbonnet. I mean, we talked about this with Marshawn Lloyd, right? Got to replace Travis Dye. You got to replace Zach Charbonnet at UCLA, and Carson Steele is going to be the guy that is going to be tasked to do that. So a huge name for me. Uh, on this list, and again, fits that box of smaller school guy now transferring into a bigger school, uh, and we've got another guy like that. We've got actually another two guys on this list, um, one who's got the resume, and I think um, one who is going to relish in the opportunity of where he's going uh, based on um, the, the the statistics he's put together and who's going to be coaching him at his next stop. So we'll get to those guys uh, here in a second. Next guy up, former four-star recruit, part of a running back rotation at his former school, um, is going to be replacing Deuce Vaughn in the Kansas State offense. That's Treshawn Ward uh, going from Florida State to Kansas State. Look, I mean, 95 carries for 628 yards and seven touchdowns in 2022. Not a huge resume. Not a resume that wows you like Carson Steele's 1,556 yards, top 10 in all of FBS. Um, not like some of the other guys we're going to talk about on this list. But this is a true, true, true opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. Uh, Deuce Vaughn is gone. They need to replace him in this offense. Treshawn Ward uh, transfers in now to Kansas State. Uh, and he is going to, uh, I think, uh, step into that role. And hopefully now uh, being a lead back at Kansas State instead of just being part of a rotation there at Florida State is going to have an opportunity to showcase uh, his skills. Another former four-star recruit. You're going to see that a lot here uh, with the conversations that we're having. A lot of these guys are were high-profile recruits coming out of college. Uh, and some of them, were the schools that they went to, they, they balled out. Now they're getting another opportunity. For some of them, maybe injuries derailed them. Uh, the position group that they were in, certain factors have led to to them maybe not fully reaching that potential, but now they are potentially could get the opportunity to in 2023, and I think Treshawn Ward uh, fits that bill. So this next guy is really interesting, and Sportsnet mentioned him a little bit ago, and this is a guy who there's not a whole lot statistically to go off of, but I can tell you that according to On3, this was a former number one running back from the 2019 class. This guy was the top class, in, top running back in the class in 2019. This guy went to Alabama. This guy battled injuries at Alabama. That being Trey Sanders. And he's going from Alabama to TCU. Uh, we can continue to talk about the replacement conversation, replacing Kendra Miller at TCU. You know how you, uh, good Kendra was there um, at TCU and, and how they used him. 
And I look at Trey Sanders, and this is the ultimate example of a guy who has that high potential. Five-star, one of the best running backs in the country potential, right? And injuries have kind of derailed him, and Alabama's running back room is always a fierce competition. There's always guys in that room um, that, you know, play really well. Jameer Gibbs transfers into Alabama last year and is able to play at an extremely elite level. So there's always kind of, it's a battle. And when you have injuries, that can kind of hurt your status on the depth chart. And so I think of Trey Sanders going to Alabama to TCU. I didn't forget how to play football. He's still a former number one overall running back from the 2019 class. Injuries have what has derailed his career. And so I'm really excited to see if the injury stuff has been put in the past and he can, he can stay healthy. There's that potential in there, and I think he can unlock it in the, in TCU and in the Big 12 uh, where he's going to be able to kind of feast. And so very, very excited uh, to see Trey Sanders in 2023. And again, he falls into a different bucket than some of these other guys. It's a high recruit coming out of, uh, out of high school. Goes to one of the top programs in the country. Can't really get on the field. Can't really showcase those skills because he's battling injuries. And I think that's a different case than all these other guys. And so I look at Trey Sanders and I say, this guy's still got, I think, the ability. And so we'll see how it pans out for him in, 20, in 2023 with TCU. And, and let's see if he can meet that potential now going to a new spot, kind of changing. Um, it, it, can be a, it can be a mindset change. It could be just a change of scenery. Um, and, and then putting the injury stuff in the past can certainly help. Uh, we've got two more names here on this list. Would love to hear from you in the YouTube chat as well. If there are any, other names uh, that I have missed um, as well. Uh, that you guys would like to uh, discuss. But uh, Brian Beatty, the next guy up for me on my list here, going from USF uh, to Auburn. And uh, when you are going to a place where Cadillac Williams is the running backs coach and the assistant head coach, um, that's going to help you out a ton. And that's going to get you put on this list. What's also going to get uh, help you put on this list, if you're Brian Beatty, uh, being a consensus All-American as a kick returner in 2021. Uh, leading all FBS players in 2022 with 1,936 all-purpose yards. So resume, going to a fantastic I think situation for him. No more Tank Bigsby there um, in in Auburn. Uh, they've got Jarquez Hunter and Damari Alston uh, in front of him on the depth chart. At least the depth chart that I looked at on our lads I had Beatty listed as third. We'll see how that pans out. I look at a guy that put up those type of numbers last year, leading all FBS players in all-purpose yards, being a consensus All-American as a kick returner. It's a guy that's going to be able to have an impact. And so his positioning on the depth chart maybe a little bit up in the air. Right now he's listed third. We'll see how it plays out between now and the start of the season. But you put up those types of flashy numbers. You're going to a place that's got a very nice coaching staff. It's going to be able to help get the most out of you. Yes, you get yourself on this list as somebody that I'm going to be paying attention to uh, for 2023. Um, one more name for us to discuss here on this list, and that being another smaller school guy. Um, we've got we had three here on this list. We had Carson Steele going from Ball State uh, to UCLA. We had Ryan Beatty going from USF to Auburn, and then our last guy uh, being uh, Sean Tyler going from Western Michigan uh, to Minnesota. And this is a guy who originally in this process, I had committed to Oklahoma State, uh, ultimately went back into the portal and ended up uh, flipping to uh, Minnesota, which is where he will be playing football next season. Uh, 2,830 career rushing yards in his four-year career at Western Michigan. I think the important takeaway here is back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons each of the last two years has one more year of eligibility for Minnesota. Not comparing him to this player, but we know what kind of productivity can come out of a, a running back from Minnesota. We saw what Mo Ibrahim was able to do uh, his couple of years there in Minnesota. So you feel pretty confident that a guy who just had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons rushing for Western Michigan is probably going to be able to find some similar levels of success at Minnesota. So you know me. I, I got to represent the smaller school guys who are now getting those opportunities uh, to move into the bigger programs. And so I had to mention Sean Taylor, uh, Sean Tyler, excuse me, and Brian Beatty. 
uh, and Carson Steele as those smaller school guys. Ball State, USF, and Western Michigan uh, being represented here on the show. So th- that's just a couple of names. Sam Teach is throwing a bunch of names in the chat for me. Uh, Kobe Pace going from Clemson to Virginia. Uh, North Carolina A&T running back uh, to Virginia Tech transfer. Uh, Bashul Tutin uh, is a player I'm not super familiar with. Uh, Houston running back Alton McCaskill to Colorado. And then Miami running back Jalen Knighton transferring to SMU. Yeah, I had a list here of other names that didn't make the list here that I'll pull up here um, and I can share with you guys. Uh, Aiden Robbins going from UNLV to BYU, somebody that was kind of pointed out. Uh, Dylan Johnson going from Mississippi State to Washington. Um, Dominic Richardson going from Oklahoma State uh, to Baylor. Um, Ray Davis at Vandy. Yes, and that was one that was on my short list. Um, I ultimately didn't get to him in, in doing prep, but he was a guy going to Kentucky, uh, joining Devin Leary uh, and, and Liam Cohen uh, calling that offense. Should be really interesting to see what that Kentucky offense looks this year. Uh, but yeah, Ray Davis was pretty good. Um, there's a running back going from Tennessee to Georgia. I mean, sports not, that's not really, you're not really, you're not really helping us out here because we, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that happens. So let me, let me look up transfer portal running back, see if I can find this name for you real quick. But other names, a Logan Diggs going from Notre Dame to LSU um, is another one that I saw. Um, so you want me to find a running back that is going from Tennessee to Georgia, Whitehead. See, that's the kind of information I'm looking for. I don't see him on my list here. Well, just on the list that I'm looking at. But let me look at the Georgia depth chart. Pull this up real quick. There is nobody listed on Georgia at the running back position whose name is is Whitehead. But maybe it's because the transfer is not finalized yet. But I, I'm not gonna not gonna get too upset at your sports name. Um, but Logan Diggs, I mentioned. Um, Alton McCaskey was mentioned. Uh, L.J. Robinson, was he mentioned? Uh, or L.J. Johnson, excuse me. Um, going from Texas A&M to SMU. Um, Laneth Whitehead. I'm looking at the Georgia Bulldogs R-Lads depth chart, and he's not listed there. So, But this is a position that you see a lot of movement in. Um, and so it's hard to kind of keep track of everything uh, that occurs. And I kind of wanted to put priority on guys that I think uh, could have some immediate impact for their their team in 2023. Um, but there are plenty of guys. I mean, I'm looking at, I, I'm, I have on three open in front of me. And like the amount of, I mean, I, there's like a hundred names. I, I can load more of guys that, that have transferred schools. And so it's very, very difficult to kind of get a, get a grasp and get your head around um, this. And so I kind of wanted to focus on, I think some of the players, it's kind of predictive on my part, but I think players that could potentially really, really, really make an impact in 2023 and be names that we we're talking about throughout the course uh, of the season. And so those were the names that stood out to me. We'll do wide receivers on Friday. And again, there are going to be, let me just do a quick little look here and I won't give away any names. I'm just going to look at names at the, at the top of the list. Oregon transfer Sean Dollars is a top tier name. Wow. You know, he should have been on the list just for, just for that reason alone. Uh, is Dylan Johnson the one who is complaining about his utilization under Mike Leach? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Let me look here. He's got two years left, but I, I don't see anything in my immediate um, information. He put up, uh, appeared in 35 games over the last three seasons at Mississippi State, rushing for 1,198 yards, 11 touchdowns on 229 carries, has 149 career receptions. I don't, I don't see I don't see anything specific, but you might be right. Um, 
Where's my where's my running where's my wide receiver list? I there there we go. Yeah, there's some names. There's some names here at the top of the list. Um, I can see one, two. There's there's at least there's at least two or three that I think I know are immediately going to make the list, and we can there'll be a lot, a lot for us to discuss uh, when we do this list on Friday's show. That's going to do it. A little bit of a shorter edition here. These transfer portal shows um, aren't going to be super super long, super in depth, but I think it's a really good refresher course for everybody. Uh, but please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. We greatly do appreciate it. Um, it helps us out a ton, helps us continue to grow this community, help us, helps us continue to grow the momentum that we have here for this show ahead of the 2023 college and NFL seasons. You can join us on the YouTube side of things Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch us there live. You can be a part of the pre and the post show. You can also be a part of the show. You see that every single day when we do this show. Um, so you can, you can check that out as well. If you can't catch us live, you can, you still can catch the video version on demand. I just go to the draft network, YouTube channel. Uh, and click the live tab and all the VODs are there. And we would appreciate it if you gave the video a thumbs up, share to comment, uh, subscribe to the channel, turn on the notification bell so you know you know when we go live and you know when new videos drop here on the channel. We greatly do appreciate it. But that is going to do it for us here on this edition of the show. Hope everybody has a great rest of their Wednesday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.